Hey guys, Pete Mundo here. Thanks for downloading this week's uh, radio show and podcast form. Do me a big favor if you could. It, it really helps us and uh, the entire operation out a lot. If you leave a rating, uh, review, subscribe. And if you do that, I'll send you a free koozie. All you have to do is send me an email with a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. Third and goal at the three. And Iowa State moved at the snap. Skyler Thompson to the goal line. Touchdown. I can feel it coming on now as the music plays. Taking shots with the night out. He's at the Baylor 35, the 30, the 25, the 20. It's a foot race to the 10, to the 5. Into the end zone. He goes again. David Sills with a 53-yard touchdown reception. We're going all night long, everybody sing. And the Cyclones win it. They have knocked off the number four TCU Hard Frogs. This is not some mirage. When the sun goes they just kept trying to catch him, and he just kept running away from him. It's 81 yards from McCluskey on the grab. Well, the NFL draft is in the books, and the Big 12 showed itself pretty well. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. It is great to have you on board, and we appreciate you joining us here on the show, whether it's through uh, the radio, podcast, whatever it might be. Uh, Thanks for making us part of what we're doing here at heartlandcollegesports.com, and please be sure to go sign up for our new message boards as well. They are free. So as we talked about last week, Kyler Murray expected to be the number one overall pick, and he becomes the number one overall pick. Second straight year for OU with that number one pick, Baker Mayfield last year, Kyler Murray this year. No pressure, Jalen Hurts. Have some fun, buddy. Uh, But for the Big 12, they had 26 picks in the NFL draft. Uh, By comparison, the SEC had 64. The Big 10 had 40. The Pac-12 had 33. The ACC had 28. And the Big 12 at 26. So some people are going to say, well, there's the Big 12, bottom of the Power 5 once again. Big 12, uh, the way this should be calculated is on a picks per team basis. The Big 12 has 10 teams. The ACC and the Pac-12 have 14. So on a picks per team basis, the Big 12 had 2.6 picks per team. The Pac-12 had 2.4. The ACC had 2.0. So the way I look at it, the Big 12 had the third most picks in the NFL draft because that's the number that we should be looking at, and that's really what we should be caring about. Uh, You know, it should not be about the actual numbers because when some conferences have 14 teams and the Big 12 is 10, that's a different ballgame. That's a different conversation to have. But one thing I took out of this draft is that uh, Gary Patterson, in a down year, had himself the third most players taken in the conference behind OU and West Virginia. He also had a couple of big-time defensive talents go. First round, he had LJ Collier um, go to the Seattle Seahawks, the defensive end. Then in the second round, he had Ben Banigou go to the Colts, which I think is a steal down at the 49th overall pick. 
TCU should be very happy, and Gary Patterson should be very happy with how his um, his team performed in the draft. And then he had Ty Summers in the seventh round, the linebacker, go to the Green Bay Packers. I am fascinated to see what Ty Summers does at the next level. Does he have the speed, or is he going to be a guy who you know uh, overachieved in college and gets exposed at the next level? I, I, I don't know, but I'm really interested to see how he does. But for Gary Patterson in a 7-6 and six season to have uh, two defensive linemen taken in the top 50 picks is a recruiting tool and a recruiting chip that he and his staff has got to be using here every single day from here on out because that is a heck of a deal uh, for him. OU had the uh, three of the first four picks in the Big 12. Murray, as we mentioned, Marquise Brown, 25th overall to the Ravens and then Cody Ford, the offensive lineman, to the Buffalo Bills. I thought Cody Ford might sneak late first round, maybe the first pick of the second round uh, to the Arizona Cardinals since Cliff Kingsbury does need some help on that offensive line. Just ask Josh Rosen, but they didn't go that way. I think they went cornerback instead, and Cody Ford hung around until uh, pick 38 where he went to the Bills. Now, Dalton Reisner, who we interviewed on this show a couple of weeks back, the fifth pick in the – uh, Big 12 in the NFL draft to the Broncos, a Colorado boy going home to Denver. Uh, that's very exciting. I could not be happier for him. A great guy. Just a really, really good dude. Um, that, you know, I- I'm thrilled that he is where he is, which I think is uh, going to be a great fit for him. Now, Texas did not have itself a pick until Saturday. The Texas Longhorns did not have a pick. Think about this. No Texas football player taken until the fifth round of the draft in Charles Amenahu. Did Texas maybe overachieve last season? Is that possible? Now, Colin Johnson come out, would have been taken probably first or second round. He didn't come out. So the only two picks in the NFL draft... For the Texas Longhorns, a blue blood, Amenahu and Chris Boyd in the seventh round, cornerback to the Vikings. You know, if I'm a Texas fan, here's the thing. I'm not worried about this, and and here's why. I think you got to look at this and say to yourself, first off, we got to the Big 12 championship game last year, which is frankly what is most important, how our college team is performing on the field. It's going to take Tom Herman a little bit to get this program back to where it should be. Uh, But to add on to that, I'd much rather be, if I'm a Texas fan, I'd much rather be in a position like this where I'm making the Big 12 championship game and only sending a couple of teams or a couple of players to the NFL draft instead of finishing, you know, eight and five and then having uh, six, seven, eight guys taken in the NFL draft because that would just tell me that my teams keep overachieving, underachieving, excuse me. It just means they keep underachieving. You know, which happened towards the end of the Mac Brown tenure and the beginning of the Charlie Strong tenure. It was like, you know, you guys, you can't win eight games a year, nine games a year, but you got half a dozen guys getting taken in the seven rounds of the NFL draft. That's even more frustrating. This is better where it's like we overachieved. We had a couple of guys go in the NFL draft, yet we got to the Big 12 championship game. And then we beat the mighty Georgia Bulldogs in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, That's a much better place to be in. But Tom Herman is going to rebuild. He continues to rebuild. A lot of the players on this team right now are, um, are younger guys. 
underclassmen or decided to come back like Colin Johnson. But a guy like little Jordan Humphrey, my goodness, he does not end up getting drafted after leaving early. And to think that he could be back on the field next year for Tom Herman instead, he goes undrafted and he gets picked up by the New Orleans Saints as an undrafted free agent. I mean, that's uh, Some of these guys just don't take advice. You know, Lincoln Riley had great advice last uh, couple weeks ago when he said in an interview, he was like, I'm honest with these guys. You know, if you're going to be a, a mid-round pick, I'm going to tell you. If you're lucky to be a late-round pick, I'm going to tell you. Because too many of these guys, you know, nah, I, I'm, I'll make sure I get drafted. I'll overcome all this. Don't you worry. I'll take care. It's like, dude, listen to your coaches. Listen to scouts. Listen to people. Now, maybe the knock on Humphrey with his 40 time, it wasn't going to change if he stayed another year. Maybe he figured whatever, might as well go. But, boy, I, I still would stay. I still would absolutely stay because guess what this does as well? If you stay, and let's say Texas wins a Big 12 championship, you become a legend in Austin. You become part of the pantheon of greats uh, that have come through there on the football side. You get your degree. You'll be taken care of if the NFL doesn't work. If the NFL doesn't work, I mean, I'm sure through Texas connections, little Jordan Humphrey can figure out something else to do in life. But you're not, and I'm not saying he would be if he stuck around, but you're not in that pantheon of the Vince Young, Ricky Williams. You know? Whereas if you stay for your whole career and you produce your whole career, uh, people will look out for you. They still will. They still will to a degree, but not to the degree they would have if you stuck it out. Uh, Antoine Wesley also goes undrafted out of Texas Tech. That was a surprise to me, too. Uh, he had a monster year. I get a large part of that is because of Cliff Kingsbury's system, and he does not have the best 40 time. But my goodness, I mean, for a guy uh, that produced the way he did to not even get a, a pick, a seventh-round pick, that's crazy to me. Hakeem Butler is going to be the steal of this draft, by the way. Speaking of wide receivers, Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State falls all the way to the fourth round to the Arizona Cardinals. So Kyler Murray, very happy about this. He's 6'5", he's 230. I thought Hakeem Butler was a second-round guy. i got to be honest. Now, I'm not an NFL draft guru, expert, whatever you want to call it. It's not my thing. But, man, he could have helped so many different teams in the first three rounds, and I'm just stunned that nobody saw the value in him, at least in the third round. I mean, Jalen Hurd, third-round guy to the San Francisco 49ers, And, you know, he can be, and Kyle Shanahan raved about him, uh, the head coach there. And I understand why. I mean, Kyle Shanahan said, quote, he's a guy that can do everything. And he is. I mean, he's versatile. He, of course, played running back at Tennessee, a wide receiver at Baylor, kind of that halfback wide receiver tight end role. That's great. But, and it's not a knock on Jalen Hurd, but give me Hakeem Butler over Jalen Hurd. Jeez. Ravens went heavy on the Big 12 as well. Ravens get Marquise Brown. They get Justice Hill, Oklahoma State running back, and they get Ben Powers, Oklahoma offensive guard. So if you're looking for a Big 12 team, all on the offensive side of the ball, if you're a Big 12 fan, you're not really an NFL fan, which is uh, me, actually. 
Baltimore Ravens, they got Mark Andrews as well. Uh, Baltimore Ravens might be a team you want to look into. Will Greer goes to the Carolina Panthers. I would love to have seen Will Greer uh, get picked up by the New England Patriots. I thought that uh, sitting him behind someone like Tom Brady under Bill Belichick would have been a great fit. Uh, What is he behind Cam Newton in Carolina? Kind of dysfunctional at times. I'm not sure. Uh, But I think there were better places Will Greer could have gone. Uh, Cam Newton is kind of this larger-than-life person and personality. I don't know if that's a great fit for him, but I'll be pulling for him as well to see what he can do there. Um, Guys, I'm keeping an eye on. Jordan Brailford, second-to-last pick in the draft, and uh, he ends up with the Washington Redskins. I don't want to say it's a steal. Um, I want to be optimistic and say every Big 12 pick late is a steal, but I'm not sure that's the case. Either way, we wish him well. Dakota Allen, we know about his struggles. Texas Tech, last chance you, back to Tech. That might be uh, one of the best picks in the seventh round. Rams need help on that side of the ball, especially inside linebacker. If Allen can be a player there, that would be great. And Somebody else we talked to, Rodney Anderson, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, running back. Uh, out of OU, of course, dealt with a ton of injuries. He ends up with former teammate of his, Joe Mixon, in the backfield with the Cincinnati Bengals. If he can stay healthy, Rodney Anderson will be a productive NFL player. I promise. I promise you that. Uh, but for OU, I mean, they stole the show for the Big 12. Kyler Murray at the top, Marquise Brown, and then four offensive linemen taken in the first four rounds. So Bill Bendenbaugh's got his hands full rebuilding the line, but he's got a great guy to build around in Creed Humphrey, who uh, the young man was a freshman this past season, might have been the best lineman they had as well as a freshman. Unbelievable. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you joining us. Coming up, a couple of sad stories uh, in the Big 12 to report and talk about. We'll get to it next here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Well, a couple of uh, legal stories to touch on in the Big 12, what the fallout is. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. We appreciate you joining us here on the show. So former TCU receiver and return man Cavante Turpin granted probation after pleading guilty to assaulting his girlfriend last October. Um, If you'd have missed the story, a judge in Fort Worth this week Sentenced Turpin to two years deferred adjudication probation, ordering him to complete a 27-week partner abuse intervention program. If Turpin satisfies the terms of his probation, the charge against him will be dropped. He could have been sentenced to two to ten years in prison for third-degree felony. That did not happen. But witnesses told police they saw Turpin drag his girlfriend across a parking lot as she resisted and screamed for them to call 911. Um, He was suspended from the team. Gary Patterson cut the senior days later when it also emerged that um, Turpin had been part of a previous assault charge from New Mexico. So this guy has been in trouble, and you hate to see someone who is a speedster like this of this caliber, of this quality, who could play at the next level, throw it all away. And that is what has happened to Kevontae Turpin. Ask him how Tyreek Hill feels today. 
Tyreek Hill, Chiefs wide receiver, of course, formerly of Oklahoma State, has himself in a world of trouble when it was reported this offseason the Chiefs were going to offer him $100 million. Now Tyreek Hill is just trying to basically stay in the NFL, uh, keep a job, not get suspended indefinitely. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten for Tyreek Hill after the audio surfaced uh, here in Kansas City, actually where I am located, last week. And it's, it's disgusting. It's despicable audio. If you haven't heard it yet, go pull it up. It's him talking to his wife. She does not know um, he's being recorded. And he's, you know, they're talking about hitting the kid. And he's talking about how she, his wife should be afraid of him. It's, it's horrific, disgusting stuff. But guys like Kevante Turpin, I have zero sympathy for. Zilch, none, nada. Uh, This is what we call a bottom-of-the-barrel human being, and there's no other way to spin it. He's a bad dude. When you are dragging your girlfriend, any woman, across a parking lot as she's resisting and screaming uh, for somebody to call 911, it's tough for me to sit here and, and have any sympathy for you. I'm glad TCU kicked him off the team. I wish they would have done it earlier. But my goodness, some of these guys look to the NFL and just don't be a jerk. And you'll have yourself a decent career instead. What's next for Cavante Turpin? Seriously, what's he going to do? Pump gas? Work at a quick trip? I wouldn't hire him to do anything. Maybe some arena league team will give him a shot. He can make a couple hundred bucks a game or something like that. But, you know, uh, you are the best return man in the sport. And now you got nothing. And you deserve nothing. Goodness gracious. Cavante Turpin. Um, Texas Tech, this is more of a sad story. Uh, defensive lineman uh, for the Red Raiders, John Scott. He was shot. Uh, redshirt freshman was shot this past weekend. A 24-year-old man has turned himself in to Lubbock Police after um, allegedly shooting Scott and a woman. A police statement identifies the suspect as Asia Divine Jackson. He had been sought on a warrant alleging aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in the shooting of Scott and this uh, woman as well. So he's being held without bond. He has no attorney. Um, and police say this took place at an apartment near the Texas Tech campus at about 6 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. Witnesses told officers that an altercation between several people at the apartment complex pool escalated until one man took a gun and opened fire. Officers arrived to find Scott seriously wounded. Uh, They were hospitalized. Scott was listed in stable condition as of uh, earlier this week. So this is a sad story. Uh, We hope that Scott and uh, the female do recover. But is this an indictment on Texas Tech? I don't think so. You know, it was not 3 a.m. Sunday morning. It was 6 p.m. at an apartment complex pool. May Scott have helped rile things up? I guess it's possible. We don't have all the details yet. But I'm not going to say that this means anything in terms of who Cliff Kingsbury was recruiting, uh, who Matt Wells has on his team, who Texas Tech allows on its team. I don't think that's fair at all to come to that determination. Not yet. You know, maybe something comes out to prove as such, but... I have not seen any evidence of that, so I'm not going to go down that road at this point in time. Just uh, no interest in doing that. But, you know, you think of these stories, right? 
and you think of these uh, these violent things that are happening, and it makes you wonder. You know, I was talking to somebody last week about the whole Tyreek Hill deal, and he said, well, the NFL has got to uh, do a better job of preparing these young men for the millions of dollars they're going to come into, the fame, the fortune, how to deal with it. Leave John Scott out of this. But in the case of Kevontae Turpin or Tyreek Hill, you're either a piece of trash or you're not. That's in your blood. No one's going to teach you to not be a garbage human being. Yeah, we can all improve. We can all do better. But stuff like Tyreek Hill is being alleged of, stuff like Kevontae Turpin uh, reportedly dragging a woman across a parking lot, that's in your soul. That's who you are. And I want no part of that. That's not something that Roger Goodell is going to put on, put on a symposium and be like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be a scumbag today. That's not the case. That's not how it works. All you can do, whether you're a college football program as a coach, an NFL head coach, NFL GM, is try to surround your team, your program, uh, with good people of high character, uh, with moral conviction. That's what you can do. And it doesn't mean you're going to you know, hit bat a 1,000 doing it. But that's what you have to try to do because that's the right thing for your culture. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. And we wrap up the show next. Don't go anywhere. Heartlandcollegesports.com. Oh, boy. Well, did you see what our buddy, uh, old Big 12 pal, Dana Holgerson, had to say? How about this? Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate uh, you joining the show, as many of you do each and every week. If you haven't yet, please go sign up for our free uh, forums. Talk about the Big 12 at heartlandcollegesports.com. Okay, so Dana Holgerson in a Sports Illustrated piece. Had a big feature on him going down to Houston, leaving West Virginia. And here is the line that really stood out to a lot of Mountaineers fans. The line was, quote, we, meaning West Virginia, weren't going to get high school kids at West Virginia that we were going to win the Big 12 with, end quote. And, you know, he was talking about how when they moved on from the Big East, they could win the Big East with local products and sprinkling in some transfers and Texas guys. But once they moved to the Big 12, Dana Holgerson was not going to be able to do it. And the article talked about how there's not a lot of uh, local high-end talent in West Virginia. Uh, The numbers were given. Over a 10-year cycle from 2008 to 2017, the state of West Virginia produced 28 players who signed with Power 5 schools. Over the same period, the city of Houston churned out 211 Power 5 signees. And that's why Holgerson had a flight budget at West Virginia of 250 grand, and why his flight budget at Houston will be close to zero. That's all well and dandy. That's all fine and good. We know that. I mean, we know there's not a lot of local talent in West Virginia. But here's the thing. Dana Holgerson did not do a good job of keeping that local talent in the state. He did it with the Sills brothers. That's great. But he did not do it with many of the other top players who were going somewhere else. And for a school like West Virginia, you know, when you are, by the way, the flagship school of the state in a state that has no pro sports teams, 
you've got to do a better job than Dana Holgerson did of keeping those kids in the state. You have to do it. It just seemed like the recruiting plan was never fully there for West Virginia. I know under Dana Holgerson. I know they had that pipeline to uh, Florida under Rich Rod and Stewart and whatnot. Uh, That was not Holgerson's forte. He was more of a Texas guy, which seemed like a good fit for West Virginia as it made that transition to the Big 12, where obviously you were going to be playing quite often in the state of Texas. But he never quite got it done at the level that I think most of us expected him to. Now, he's going to go to Houston, play in the AAC, and uh, Houston's going to think that eventually Dana Holgerson's going to help him get to a Power 5 conference. I don't see how that happens. I think the Big 12, as much as I would say, uh, you know, if the Big 12 is going to do anything, and I've said this many times, and who the heck knows what happens with conference expansion. It's years away. But uh, if ever the Big 12 expands, I'm okay. I'd rather them expand with Texas schools Instead of going down the road of uh, expanding with like UCF, I would say lock down Texas. And if that means Houston and SMU, uh, that's fine. Now, I know a lot in the Big 12 are afraid that Houston and the Big 12 would keep a lot of the top Houston talent down there instead of maybe going to places like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, whatever it might be. Um, And that may be true. It might be true. But better that than having them go to the SEC. You know what I'm saying? That's always been my perspective on this. But I don't think if Dana Holgerson has a ton of success at Houston, you're telling me he's going to stay there winning AAC championships every year? I mean, I know he's got a great relationship with the people down there, but do you believe that? I, I don't. Anybody that's got an ounce of competition in him, Especially a guy like Dana Holgerson, whose kids are older. I, I know his son's going to be, what, playing down there as a quarterback. I don't know how much he's going to play, but he's on the team. Maybe he sticks around through the time his son graduates. But if he's having that type of success, you don't think he'd take another shot at a Power 5 job? I have a hard time believing that. So, Houston, I don't know. Some of the guys down there have this grand plan of how Dana Holgerson's going to take him out and uh, you know bring him into the Power 5. You got wishful thinking there. Very wishful thinking. All right? I'm just just saying. Don't say I didn't tell you. Now, on the hoop side, uh, Chris Beard's contract extension. Did you see this thing for Texas Tech? Woo! That's a big, big payday for the big guy in Lubbock. Six years. $27.45 million. Kind of yearly salary that puts him in the upper echelon of coaching salaries. Last year would have put him just behind Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, John Calipari at Kentucky, Chris Holtman at Ohio State, Bill Self, Tom Izzo at Michigan State. That is the cream of the crop. And we had this debate on our Heartland College Sports Forums. Is Chris Beard worth it? And here's the answer. I don't know if Chris Beard is worth it. I mean, is he the sixth or seventh best coach in the country? I mean, you know, Jay Wright's won two of the past three national titles at Villanova, and Chris Beard's making more money than him. That makes sense. Not really. But guess what? Here's what matters. Texas Tech could not lose Chris Beard to UCLA. They could not lose him to Texas, whether it's now or next year, over half a million dollars a year. You've got the money. The guy took you to an Elite Eight where you lost to the national champs. And then 
to the national championship game, where you obviously also lost to the national champs. Peck's been ousted by the two national champs each of the past two years, with uh, each time getting to the Elite Eight and the national title game. That is unbelievable for basketball at Texas Tech. So Tech was wise to not nickel and dime this guy and say, well, you know, I, I, you know, can we really justify making you the sixth highest paid coach in America and make you higher paid than guys that, you know, have won national titles? That's not the point. You shouldn't be looking at it that way. You got to just look at it and say, what keeps this program in the place that it's in, which is a place this program has never been in its history. So it's it's big stuff. It's a good deal. Happy for Chris Beard and uh, heck of a salary. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. Right here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, your independent Big 12 digital media house. On 2,000 country stations, yeah, we're one big country nation, that's right. As always, guys, thanks for checking out the show. Really appreciate it. Don't forget, please leave us that rating, uh, review, subscribe, and I'll send you the free Heartland College Sports koozie if you email me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.